Welcome to Insurance Made Simple. This is episode 19. I'm your host, Peter Vitale, and it has been an incredibly interesting and exciting, but somewhat painful few weeks uh, in the insurance industry. And I know that we've been talking tremendously about the increase in insurance costs resulting from you know, the inflationary environment that we're seeing across the economy, across the country. And I know we've been talking about that a lot, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more today, but in the context of how massive and enormous this is. This is, we're seeing, and I'm just going to read through some headlines. State Farm expects $1 billion in non-auto losses uh, from Hurricane Ian. This is a huge amount, and quite frankly, Progressive has $760 million, and uh, Universal Insurance Holdings, uh, which is the biggest home insurance carrier uh, in the Sunshine State of Florida, also has over a billion dollars in losses. Geico, their last quarter results, their uh, quarter, what would it be, quarter three, they have now lost They've posted an underwriting loss for quarter three of this year of $759 million. It's double what it was a year ago. They were losing money last year. They're losing it even more this year. And we're going to talk about that and the trend of how how fast and how rapid their losses at Geico are adding up. I guess just to get into it for a quick second, you know, Geico is wholly owned by Berkshire Hathaway, which is um, Warren Buffett's company. Geico has been historically a profit, a huge profit maker for Berkshire. And uh, the insurance business, as Warren Buffett always uh, likes to talk about, it makes money, but it also gives them a float to invest. And that float is the money that they're holding on to when they take premium in before they pay losses out. That gives them money to invest, and that float uh, in the insurance business is what uh, has made Geico so attractive to Warren Buffett and Berkshire for so many years, and it's one of their their largest holdings, um, and their profits are rapidly deteriorating. So we're definitely going to talk about that. We're also, in the context of Geico, we're going to talk about Geico lifting auto rates along with State Farm. And when you combine State Farm and Geico's auto rates uh, that they filed, that is nearly $2 billion, billion with a B, $2 billion in additional premium that will be collected over the next 12 months from American consumers to State Farm and Geico. That's not a small amount, ladies and gentlemen, $2 billion uh, in additional premium that they have filed for and been approved for. We are also going to talk about some craziness that's happening in, uh, we've analyzed uh, quarter two data from various uh, auto uh, and home insurers in the country. And um, specifically with the auto carriers, we've looked at a report that's ranked the largest spike in direct losses um, by carriers. And if you look at quarter two, 2021 to quarter two, 2022, just to highlight, Berkshire Hathaway, Geico, 30% higher uh, from quarter two to quarter two, 2021 to 2022. State Farm, 40% higher. Progressive, 16% higher. USAA, 36% higher losses. This is catastrophic, ladies and gentlemen. This is 
I mean, just quite frankly, it's massive. It's I've never seen anything like this in my entire insurance career, and I've been in this business for a while. This is a time like no other. And as you know, because you're following this podcast, you're listening to this podcast, you're hearing the news that everyone else is going to report two or three weeks from now. You're hearing it today, so you're in the right place. But sad to say, this is going to hit consumers very, very, very hard in their pocketbook. Other things that we're going to talk about, too, is progressive CEO uh, Trisha Griffith um, was on a podcast. Unfortunately, she's not on this podcast. I'm not sure why, but she was on another podcast, a lesser known podcast uh, last week. And she talked about the rate increases that Progressive has taken and will continue to take and, and what's necessary. And I think she broke it down actually quite brilliantly because what happens is when people's insurance rates go up, they get very agitated and very upset because they're making the same amount, everything costs more now, and it's a bad situation. And we don't like to be the bearers of bad news as insurance agents and you know industry experts. But I think uh, Trisha really did a nice job in explaining this. And she breaks it down that Progressive aims to earn four cents on the dollar. For every dollar they bring in, they're looking to make about four pennies in profit on that dollar, right? They have claims expense, which is the biggest expense. They have administrative expense. You know, I mean, right, they have computers, infrastructure, uh, you know, systems to pay out claims, you know, technology departments, advertising, all these things, right? So when they pay all that and they pay all the claims, they're looking to make a profit of four cents. That is not a massive profit margin. The profit margin is minuscule compared to many other industries. So I think it's important for everyone to remember when we we see rates happening, right? This is a direct correlation to the cost of claims. The insurance carriers have not changed their target profit. You know, they look, Progressive has for a very long time looked to make four cents on every dollar that they generate in revenue. Not a massive amount by any stretch. That target has not changed. It's not like Progressive saying, hey, three years ago, we wanted to make four cents on every dollar. You know, now we want to make 18 cents on every dollar. That is not what's going on. So it is not a situation where the insurance companies say, no, 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 we need to make more money. Uh, we need to add some more, you know, a few more points to our, our profit margin. This is a what many insurance executives and other astute financial professionals would call a cost plus business, right? You have the cost. And then you have plus. The plus is where you're, you're pricing for your profit margin. When the cost goes up like crazy because car rentals are costing a fortune because there are no cars for the rental companies to buy right now. When the parts to fix a car in an accident are taking forever to get to. When all this is happening, the cost of the claims goes up drastically, and that is what the rate increases are um, are leading to. And that's the bulk of it. Now, frequency is up too, right? So frequency, and we've talked about this in prior podcast episodes, frequency is the amount of accidents that are happening. That is up to, and uh, we can demonstrate that. I thought this was interesting. Um, the Weather Channel actually did an article on this uh, this week. There was, uh, Denver recently had a small amount, uh, their first measurable uh, snow for the year, and uh, that has led to a hundred car plus pileup in Denver. 
right? So this was a massive auto accident that involved over 100 vehicles. Um, you know, Denver it received relatively light snow. I mean, two to five inches of snow overnight. And that uh, the pileup, over 100 cars. So obviously not a good situation there in Denver. Um, but this is why we have insurance. Thank God no one was injured, but this is why we have insurance to pay for these claims when they happen. And obviously there's going to be quite a few people filing claims in Denver from this accident. Also, interesting news, North Carolina, their rate bureau uh, wants an 87% hike in mobile home rates over the next two years. They want 87% more. So if you were paying $100 a year for mobile home insurance in North Carolina, they want you to pay $187 next year. That's a huge increase. Well, 87 hike over the next two years. So I'm not sure how exactly they're going to divide that up, but this is a huge cost increase as well. And it's getting so bad, ladies and gentlemen, that carriers are starting to tighten up the underwriting and pull out of certain states. And uh, big news coming out of Allstate last week, I believe, that they're pausing new homeowners business in California. So this is the, you know, Allstate, the fourth largest United States insurance carrier. You know, they've told their agents they're going to temporarily stop offering new homeowner policies in California. And they're also going to stop offering commercial policies. And many people don't know this because Allstate uh, doesn't, um, when you think Allstate, you think of home and auto, but uh, many people don't know. They also do business insurance. They do a pretty good amount of business insurance too. Uh, but they are also suspending their commercial insurance in California, as well as Florida, Louisiana, New York, and New Jersey. And they've said that this is in response to the industry-wide uh, cost pressures. So, you know, Allstate does have a subsidiary called um, iVantage, uh, and iVantage will continue uh, to quote commercial business, and iVantage and Northlight Specialty, another one of their um, subsidiaries, will continue to offer home and condo insurance in California. But Allstate Insurance Company themselves will no longer be writing homeowners policies in California. So massive, massive news coming out of the insurance industry over the past two weeks. But from start to finish, right, a billion dollars in losses in Florida from State Farm to California and all state shutting off new homeowners policies there. The insurance industry is in really, there's not a better way to state this. It's in a state of complete and total chaos right now. It is in a state of complete and total chaos. We have losses that are going through the roof. Companies can't increase rates fast enough to keep up with it. I want to talk a little bit about Geico for a few minutes, and I don't want to pick on, you know, the gecko too much here, but I do want to talk about Geico because this is why you guys listen to this podcast, right? You want the information. You want to see what's coming ahead of the curve, and uh, I appreciate you listening into this because that's exactly the value that I want to bring to you. So I know that's why you're listening to this podcast, and thank you, but let's look at the clip of which Geico's profitability is deteriorating, okay? So, first of all, Geico hasn't recorded a underwriting profit since quarter two of 2021. That was a long time ago. That was a year and a half ago. So, let's just think about that for a second. We have one of the nation's largest insurance companies that has not made an underwriting profit in over a year. 
That's wild. But now, let's just look at this year. This year in quarter one, Geico's underwriting loss was $178 million. In quarter two, it was $487 million, almost triple over quarter one. Now comes the $759 million loss in quarter three, which is up 55% from quarter two. If things keep going on this trajectory, they're going to lose over a billion dollars in quarter four. And let's keep in mind, too, this may be something that insurance industry insiders know very well, um, but the general public at large, people like you listening to this, do not know this. Quarter four tends to be one of the biggest auto accident quarters of the year. Let me tell you why. Because of what just happened a few days ago, maybe a week ago by the time you're listening to this podcast, but daylight savings time, right? It gets dark out. People drive to work in quarter four. People drive to work in the dark and they drive home in the dark. In the dark, more accidents happen, right? I mean, that's just common sense, but you don't think about it. Quarter four has the least amount of sunlight of any other quarter. And that has a direct correlation on auto accidents. So if quarter four historically is one of the highest lost quarters of you know, the insurance industry or the lowest profit quarters in normal times of the insurance industry, maybe Geico is going to lose more than a billion dollars. I mean, think about that. Companies losing $1 billion in three months' time. That is wild. So, you know, of course, uh, we'll simply say that, you know, last year, right, State Farm recorded a $3.4 billion loss. And, you know, all states are already a member of the $1 billion loss club, um, you know, reporting a quarter three underwriting loss from auto of $1.3 billion. So on auto insurance in quarter three, all state lost $1.3 billion. Think about that. Let that sink in. That's a lot of money. $1.3 billion loss. So, Geico's trajectory is very bad right now. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. And I think anyone, you know, reading the numbers and the metrics um, will agree with that. And do we see this changing anytime soon? Well, tomorrow is election day. And I'm not going to get political because this isn't a political podcast. But I would say that Perhaps, and you know, not guaranteed. And I, you know, I mean, I'm not a politician and I'm not rooting for any specific politicians on this podcast, but perhaps a political realignment could help. And I don't say that because, you know, I'm trying to persuade you one way or the other politically. I don't think so at all. But what we have right now is one party government, right? Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Typically, typically, when we go from one-party government to divided government, the economy tends to improve. Um, so, you know, tomorrow if, uh, Republicans um, pick up the House of Representatives, perhaps that will improve the economy, maybe tame inflation a bit. If it does, I mean, who knows? We can't – we don't have a, a crystal ball. We can't predict the future. But that's my speculation of what could change this the fastest, but it's still – it's still going to be a few more quarters at least that the insurance companies are going to get, you know, their ass handed to them 
in these financial results. And remember, insurance company executives' bonus on profitability uh, primarily of the companies they run, uh, they're going to do whatever it takes to get to profitability. And we haven't seen that yet. So is this a a macroeconomic issue that's beyond the control of the people leading these companies? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I, I don't. I don't really think that's the case. I think they definitely can still, uh, you know, impact their businesses tremendously, even in this um, this huge, uh, you know, state of economic chaos that we're in. But we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Can they get to profitability in quarter four before the end of the year? You know, is Wall Street still bullish on insurance companies? It's hard to say right now. Stock of, of Allstate, Geico, Progressive, take a look at it and see what's happening with it. You know, this isn't an investment show. I'm not giving you investment advice. I'm just simply telling you, take a look at where the stock's been trading um, historically and, and where it's at now and where the um, various analysts uh, anticipate it'll be in the future. I'm not an investment analyst, but... I would love to sit down and talk to one and say, help me understand the numbers coming out of these big insurance companies. When are things going to change? And uh, my guess is that um, the uh, investment uh, analysts that cover these major insurers, which is a major part of the United States of America's economy, they have statistical models and predictions and projections on when things are going to kind of level off. But they're just that. They're predictions and projections and no one can read the future no one can see what's going to happen so everyone's adapting the best they can and the only surefire way for insurance companies to adapt today is to change rates raise rates what does that mean for you listen i'm an honest guy so i'm just going to call it like i see it your rates are going up your insurance premiums going up i don't care where you live I don't care what happens. It is a macroeconomic trend throughout this country right now. You know, just a little bit more on Geico, right? Geico, you know, has resorted to job cuts, office closures, other adjustments, trying to drive back profitability. But what's also interesting is that written premiums for Geico were a little changed from quarter three last year to quarter three this year. They're right at about $10 billion. Um, so... Even though rates are increasing, the premiums they're collecting are staying relatively flat, which tends to, you know, I mean, how can that be, right? Well, customers defect and go to other places. So that probably happens a lot more, right, when rates are rapidly on the rise. So it's not a positive outlook when we see that premiums are staying flat with Geico. Competitors have seen their premiums increase um, pretty substantially quarter over quarter. Geico, not so much, but that segues into the next biggest story of the week, which is State Farm and Geico are collectively lifting auto rates by nearly $2 billion. So Progressive, after the pandemic, Progressive really was the auto insurer that took rate increases the fastest. And some may say that's bad, but I would say it's not because if they take the rate increase first – they take it fast. They're going to need less rate later because they're going to have a longer period of time picking up the higher rate. So State Farm and Geico are on the other end of that spectrum, and now they are lifting auto rates by nearly $2 billion. It is they are the most aggressive rate hikes in the third quarter. 
most of which is concentrated in Texas and in New York. This is a big change. So this is a really, I mean, these are huge numbers, $2 billion of additional premium. You know, other sizable hikes, Allstate. 82 price increases approved in the third quarter, uh, raising premiums by $797.7 million, just with one company. Liberty Mutual, another $525 million in premium increases, and Progressive with more than $471 million more. So let's add that up really quick. And, you know, we've got $2 billion with State Farm and Geico. Plus another seven hundred and seventy-nine million uh, with Allstate, plus Liberty Mutual at five twenty-five, plus Progressive with another four point seven. So let's just call that two, three and a half billion dollars of additional insurance premiums that American consumers will be paying over the next twelve months, just with four companies. Now, they're four of the biggest companies in the insurance industry, but it's still just four companies. There's a lot more companies than four that sell auto insurance. And when you have four that are taking $3.5 billion in premium increase, how much do you think the other guys are taking? I mean, we're, we're looking at, quite frankly, tens of billions of dollars of additional money coming out of American household budgets next year. Over the next 12 months, more than tens of billions of dollars of additional premium because of the state of the economy today. That is frightening, not just to me, but to every American family sitting down, talking about their budget, talking about their financial situation, going into the new year. What's the first thing people do in January? New Year's resolutions, weight loss and financial management tend to be the two biggest. People start sitting down in January. January is one of the biggest months for insurance shoppers in the in all year. January is the best month. Why? Because people are sitting down trying to look at their financial situation. What's going to happen to these people sitting down saying, hey, everywhere we go is going to cost us more than what we're paying today. And when our renewal hits, we're going to be paying even more than that. That's a bad situation. So get ahead of it. Start getting your files ready. Pull out your insurance policies. Pull out your declarations pages. Contact an agent. Contact someone to help you navigate this. And I get it. Shopping for auto insurance is not easy. It's not an easy task, right? You go to Progressive.com, you get a quote from Progressive. You go to Geico, you get a quote from Geico. You go to Allstate, most of the time the website doesn't even work. It crashes. You can't even get a quote. State Farm, I don't even think you can get a quote online, right? And then there are so many other companies, right? Auto Owners, Hanover, um, Liberty Mutual, Safeco, Travelers. You have to find an agent to get quotes from those places. So insurance shopping is not an easy task. So let's remember the first thing to do, talk to an independent insurance agent. They can quote multiple carriers for you, making it an easier situation for you to win in. Less calls, deal with a professional, but start early, right? I'm just telling you, Insurance agencies across the country, the phones are ringing off the hook. You have upset existing customers because rates are going up, and you have shoppers looking to get quotes from every different carrier. So it's going to take longer. 
insurance rate is a very slow process. It's designed that way. And you need to get ahead of it because, quite frankly, it's just going to take longer uh, because so many people are shopping. And I'm not saying I am against the, you know, 15 minutes or less for a quote. That was great. That's great for Geico. But is that great for the consumer? No, it's not great for the consumer. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, you can get a quick quote with Geico, but it's just a quote with Geico. You got to get quotes from other places. You got to look at and see if the coverage, you know, is the same, not the same. So it is a slow process. Start early. Start prior to your renewal. Don't wait until, you know, and don't just, we have so many people, they just shut down. They don't open the email. They don't open the mail. And then bam, their premium comes out of their checking account and it's like 60, 70, 80, $100 more than it was the month before. Don't let that happen to you. Be proactive. Work with your carrier. Work with your agent. Try and get other quotes. See what you can do. Because if you wait, you're going to be shocked. Because whatever you think the rate's going up by, I guarantee it's going to be going up by more. So these are huge numbers. And justified, the rates going up are justified because they're paying out a hell of a lot more in claims. There's no way to dispute that. And I don't say that in a way like, that makes me happy. That doesn't make me happy. That doesn't make me happy. It, quite frankly, it makes my job a lot more unpleasant because I'm dealing with people who are not happy because they're paying a lot more. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I want everyone to like me most of the time. And it's hard for that when I tell someone their premiums going up, but it's important. Understand why. You're knowledgeable. You're listening to this podcast. You want to be informed. Not everyone's like you. So... It's important for you to realize what's going on and why this is happening. And guess what? As these trends go down, as inflation comes down, as the economy tends to regulate itself, insurance rates are going to be going down when that happens. So we got to get there. We got to get the economy back to a better place than it is today. How we do that, I don't know. But Somebody knows and somebody will figure it out and we'll do what's necessary. We always have. We always will. But until we do, this is, you know, quite frankly, you know, just the rate increases are justified because the losses are there. This is a science. This is not something that's done, you know, just on a whim, right? Actuaries, data scientists, these rates are approved by regulators who have actuaries and data scientists on staff that analyze the information. These are publicly traded and regulated companies that report their financial results to regulators to show them the numbers that are there. So I also think as we see these companies take these huge losses, their stock prices go down. That also impacts everyday Americans in more way than one, because it's not just like your insurance is going up, your 401k is going down because institutional investors tend to make up the stocks of most insurance companies. So, you know, you're invested, probably go look at your 401k or uh, IRA statement. You're probably invested in a few different insurance companies uh, through mutual funds or, you know, other kind of, uh, you know, investments you have. The financial results of those companies go down, right? The stock price goes down, your assets go down too. So we got to get this situation under control. It's necessary and it will happen. Um, it's just a matter of time. So, you know, let's focus on the light at the end of the tunnel, but be proactive in the meantime. Do what you need to do to make sure that you're getting 
the policy you need, the coverage you need at an affordable rate or as close to an affordable rate as possible. Be proactive in that because it is a hectic time in the insurance industry right now. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I appreciate you tuning in and I look forward to continuing to keep you informed about everything that's going on in the insurance industry. 